Well, I feel a little bit out of place. Um, you know, we just had the Oscars, which for me is typically like Christmas. Yeah. Um, has me all excited. I get giddy. I make some popcorn. I mm-hmm. I brush my teeth. You know, all the, the, the things that I save <laughs> for like once a year. Mm-hmm. And um, and this year I just didn't care. Hmm. Just didn't care. Yeah. I, you know, I, I had no interest in tuning in and seeing uh, someone in a dazzling dress say, and by default, the Oscar goes to <laughs> so-and-so. Because there was no, there was, that, that was it. They're the only film that uh, fits this category. Mm-hmm. So here you go. I don't know. It's, it's disappointing. I was looking at something. Um, 9.8 million people watched it. Okay. Which sounds like a lot, but not only is it 58% down from last year, Ooh. it is the lowest number <laughs> in Oscar history. <whistles> the 93rd annual Oscars. Yeah. 93 years. And this is the worst tuning in. Yeah, nobody cared. Jeez. So, it's, it's, <clears throat> so it it's, sucks a little bit. It it's uh, it's unfortunate because I I'm thinking specifically to us last was it would it have been last year I think it was last year yeah it would have been where we had our Oscars episode and it's just film fans you know like it's just fun to get into them and guess and be shocked and just have fun with it and I don't know I think it was just me personally and maybe you're the same and I think a lot of other people are the same I would just couldn't get into it like just with the context of the world right now I was just like I'm. I can't like I don't have the emotional focus to to care right now. And I mean, so like from a behind the scenes standpoint, sure, we didn't even we we never even discussed it, not once. No. You know, no. like we we plan our our show out. I think right <laughs> now, right. right now. So currently, we're like the end of April. Yeah, <clears throat> and I think our I think our movie men Google calendar give or take a day, a week or two is like end of July, beginning of August is, mm. yeah. is when we have the show planned out too. Yeah. Um, and so we know, we know exactly what every episode is going to be with the exception, obviously of votes that haven't taken place yet, but we know <laughs> that, you know, that that week will be this, the whatever, whoever wins the such and such vote. Right. Um, and yeah, we, we didn't even, you know, cause I think it was, it, it, <clears throat> I think it was just assumed it was just we both understood. I have no interest in this. I'm not. Mm. If he doesn't bring it up, I'm not going to bring it up because <laughs> I don't. I, I, yeah, you know. And so yeah, so neither of us brought us brought it up, mm-hmm. and we didn't watch it, and mm. we didn't talk about. It. I mean, we're talking about it now, of course. Yeah, but um, that feels kind of like the extent of mm-hmm. of what it deserved. Like I, I don't feel like it needed. It doesn't need its own episode this year. Yeah, I mean, Which I is just, weird. I, it is very weird. I, I just, I don't think I'm there emotionally. I just, I'm just not. No. It's, it's unfortunate because no. I'm sure there's maybe one or two gems that are worth our time, but it, just with the, the way it worked out, we won't know. Yeah. So speaking of Patreon. Yes. Um, Wait, what? <laughs> I don't know. Speaking of Patreon, <laughs> yeah. not yes. speaking of Patreon, uh, we have a Patreon page, which you mm. can check out below. Click, um, click. Helps, helps us, you know run the show mm-hmm. um it also gives you access to some cool exclusive content 
um, as well as some contests and the occasional giveaway. Mm-hmm. Um, and one one such contest was uh, I don't even I can't even we we basically were like hey mm-hmm. uh, if you're supporting us on Patreon yeah tell us you know just just recommend a movie for us to do an episode on we'll throw all of your names in a hat um and whoever we draw that's what movie we'll watch and review yeah pretty that, simple that, that was that yeah. was kind of it yeah. yeah yeah okay uh so we did that we 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 put all your names in a hat <laughs> uh and we drew mm-hmm. and what happened and, well friend of the show andrew won and his choice of the film we reviewed uh, was was put forward and accepted, and and we are reviewing said film. Yeah, Amadeus, the nineteen eighty four film. Yes. Hmm. Um. I have a bunch. Like I've got a. I don't know if you're doing trivia. Oh, I've got a bunch oh. of anecdotes. I'm. Ooh. Hmm. Yeah. I do have trivia. I've actually been looking forward to it. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to because I'm hoping I can stump you. I'm hoping it's fun, but also with this specific okay. kind of episode because it was a specific Patreon. Like it, we know who put this film forward. It was Andrew. So I'm curious if right. our questions stump him or if he knew it. Stump him. You know if he knew it or didn't know it. I'm sure. I'm I'm looking forward to it. So I do have some questions. Okay. Uh. Well. Fire away. Okay. So. Um, a few different people's, no, a few different people, a few different individuals were considered for the role of Amadeus. Sean Connery. <laughs> um, no, this is Nicholas a bit different. Cage. <clears throat> I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you who they were. That's not the Almost question. Michael Keaton, but Tim Burton wasn't going to do it. <laughs> right. And so Michael Keaton was, uh, he was out. I'd like that actually. No, I'm going to tell Will you. Will so Smith David, <laughs> and um, <laughs> no, okay, no. Uh, David Bowie, Ooh. Mark, Mark hang Hamill. On, hang on, hang on, hang on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Say, say, say them slow. David Bowie. Okay. Dave, David I'm Bowie. Just, like I'm picturing. I'm trying yep. to picture them in, in the, the wigs. wigs. Sure. Um, and sure. and and doing the laugh. Okay. Of course, of course. Yeah. Uh, so David Bowie. Yep. Mark Hamill. Ooh. Okay, hang on. 1984 Mark Hamill. <laughs> okay. And Kenneth Branagh. I don't know what 1984 Kenneth Branagh looks like. Um, but just I think assume, he's I, he's he's an incredible talent. So. Yeah, just assume less wrinkles, skinnier maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Hard to I, say. Yeah. He's pretty um, skinny. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so those three were considered. Well, my question for you is, um, they were all considered, obviously, for various different reasons and, you know, mm. uh, abilities to act and all that jazz. But one of them specifically had actually played Amadeus in a Broadway production of 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 the play. Which of those three had played Amadeus on Broadway? Okay. So here's my process. Okay. I don't think Bowie has done Broadway. Okay. Um, hey, maybe. That, w- that would be my guess. I mean, you know, prior to this, he had done acting prior to this film, sure, like Labyrinth mm-hmm. and stuff. I just, I don't, I know that Broadway is, 
like David Bowie's also obviously had this like magnificent music career. Um, and mm. I know that Broadway Broadway is such a like you don't do anything else while you're doing Broadway. Mm, right. Right. You don't you don't tour as a musician. You don't star in movies. You don't build a treehouse for your kids. You just you do <laughs> like Broadway is is kind of all you get to do because it's, sure. it's like it's like seven seven days a week and it's you right. know you, right yeah um and Broadway shows can last like a couple of years too like Broadway is mm. a huge commitment yep. yep um so I don't think I I don't think Bowie's done Broadway I could be wrong okay um. Mark Hamill, I also doubt that Mark Hamill's done, like, Mark Hamill, he did Star Wars, and then he did a shitload of nothing until, like, the early 90s, uh, and then he really, then he, like, got into voice acting, he started doing a lot of voice acting, mm. um, or I think he was maybe doing, like, the odd television appearance thing cameos and tv shows and stuff um and that was kind of like that's kind of been him up until <laughs> star wars started again is right. my understanding he's obviously he's mm. obviously best known for a luke skywalker and b sort of the crowd favorite voice when it comes to um the joker mm. and so um so i doubt that he's so it's it, and i know the least about kenneth brana mm. Um, but he seems, he seems to me like a guy that did Broadway. He seems to me like a a lover of all facets of mm, performing. Of, of he he he's just a, he's a thespian through and through. Mm. Um, and so I'm going to go with Kenneth Branagh. I think if anyone did it, it was Kenneth Branagh on on Broadway. Okay. Well, I, I, I'm actually curious now if Kenneth Branagh ever did anything on Broadway, but it was actually Mark Hamill. Uh, okay. Apparently he I mean, was trying to further distance himself from the role he played in Star Wars, so he was trying to branch out, and that was his... Sure. Yeah, that's what he did. Yeah, I mean, Mark Hamill Mark Hamill was the second least ridiculous answer. I, there was, <laughs> I, I would have called BS if you had said it was... <laughs> If, if you had said it was David Bowie. Right. I mean, that's logical. You point out the time constraints of, of having I, being I, yeah, like I a just, professional singer and doing that at the same like time. Like you just become, yeah, I both are like full-time gigs. Oh, yeah. And so I just don't see how, you, you know, how you could successfully do both. Oh, Either one yeah. would suffer or both yeah. would suffer. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've got one more question. But I, I'm, I've got like a tidbit that I want to say that I think is cool. And I'm curious if Andrew okay. knew this. He might know this already. But the director for this film, Amadeus, was able to shoot scenes in the specific theater in Prague. So where the scenes or where the operas took place in the movie, like Don Giovanni, and there was a second one as well. He actually filmed them in the theaters where they debut, debuted a couple hundred years earlier. And I think oh, that's, that's cool. That is incredible. That's the way cool. to do it. That is so cool. Um, the last question. Were you, it, were you mm. surprised? I was surprised kind mm. of every time Every time we were in a theater in this movie, I thought, wow, could we have found a bigger broom closet? To, to <laughs> Like, they just seemed small to me yeah. compared to what I would, you know. Sure. 
<laughs> like even a you know even like a Broadway theater, they seem smaller right. to me than most you know. Sure. And I've never been on Broadway um, right. acting or or as a patron. <laughs> um, uh, you know, but but I, like I've seen pictures and stuff. Oh, I've sure. seen I've watched videos of like yeah. Phantom of the Opera on Broadway. Right. So. Right. Yeah. And they all seem bigger than than yeah this tiny ass little. Well, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. uh, the last the last question is actually on on point for the Oscars. Um, something unique happened with uh, this film. Uh, what wasn't unique? What was kind of crazy? This film was nominated for eleven Oscars and won eight of them, which is Jeez. which is crazy. Um, mm-hmm. But something cool that happened was two actors in um, the actor who played Antonio and the actor who played uh, Mozart they were both nominated for the be- or for the lead actor Oscar oh best leading yeah best leading wow. actor that's so, crazy I yeah to have two people in one film competing like that yeah when was the last time two actors uh, in the same film? We're both nominated for the lead actor Oscar. And I'll give you three choices. Prior to this or since? Pri- prior to this. Prior to this. So oh, I'm going to say it never happened. That's one option. Mm-hmm. 1933 is another option. Or the year prior in 1983. Oh, geez. This year it happened with Best Supporting. Right. Um, right. Hmm. I'm going to go with never happened. Cool. It actually, it's very rare that it happened before this. In all the years and all the nominations for Best Actor, it happened 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. No, I'm not being facetious. Like, it happened about 10 times or so. But when you think about, like, all the hundreds of times, like all the hundreds of films and Oscar nominations, like it's very rare, right? Yeah. Like yeah. I just listed that's 10 fair. times, but that's incredible. Like if you, of all the different that's Oscar nominations. That's higher than I would have thought. It's higher than I would have thought. Nothing recognizable to me. The first was in 1933 and it did right. actually happen the year prior in 1983, but again for a film called The Dresser. And I, again, I don't know what, what it was. None of the films were recognizable. Um, it's happened for some other films, mainly like Godfather, Godfather 2, Gone with the Wind, but for other Oscars, like Best Supporting Actress, Best Supporting Actor, so not for the main lead actor. But regardless, my point is, very interesting that both these uh, main characters in this film were nominated for an Oscar for the Best Lead yeah, Actor, and, and, and one of them did yeah, get and it. Yeah, I, I definitely didn't know. that. Like that's, that's a piece of Oscar trivia to me for sure. Yeah. Do you do you know which one got the Oscar? In, in this uh, film. Okay, this so film. one of them did win it. Yes. Hmm. It's so hard. I feel like Salieri's performances is... I'm going to go with him. Just because if, if you had said to me guess who got nominated for an an Oscar in this movie? I would have guessed him. So him. <laughs> so like the guy who played Antonio or the guy who played Mozart? No, the guy that plays, yeah, Antonio Salieri. 
Right. He did win it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He deserved think, it. You know, I'm, I'm leaning towards what you're saying. I think so. I think between the two. But we might yeah. get into that. Regardless. Cool. Mm-hmm. I'm curious what your anecdotes are. Unless you want to just jump right into it and they'll come naturally. Well, I think I think it, we can... I'll tell you. I feel like they'll come naturally right now. I sure. feel like I feel like they fit here, so we'll sure. just I'll just go for it. Dude. Um so this this is the I'll tell you the experience I had. Sure. Um I was like, okay, yeah, Amadeus. Let's let's when I like when we found out that that's what we were doing, I was like, yeah, okay, Amadeus, let's do this. Mm-hmm. Um and then this the, these last two weeks have been like weeks from hell as far as my school <laughs> workload goes like right. i've been i've been so swamped it's ridiculous sure um and it's still not over like i i'll finish Ugh. this and then i'll be up till probably about four in the morning i've 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 sort of um consistently <laughs> been up till about four in the morning working on school for the last four days that's i think Oh, I'm averaging man. about five hours of sleep a night, a lot of caffeine. It's uh, <laughs> it's interesting, yeah. Um, but yeah. So I was like, you know what? I I'll I could use I could use a quick break. We'll watch this movie. Oh, um, yeah. And then and then out of the corner of my eye, I caught the runtime, <laughs> and I was like, three hours. <laughs> what? Yeah. I don't want to watch a three hour. So, so then I was a little bit turned off and then I was like, okay, well, sure. I, you know, yeah, we're going to do this. I don't know if I'm as excited as I was, um, but, but that's fine. And so I just thought to myself, okay, well, you know what? I don't, I can't take a three hour chunk off this evening. So I'm going to have to do what I never do. And I'm going to have to watch half now Whoa. and half tomorrow. No way. And I'm like, oh, but what if it's awful? Like, what if this movie's terrible? <laughs> right. Because then, then I'm it, I'm really gonna struggle to like make the time to start the second half of this movie. Sure. Like I, oh. so I was like, yeah. So yep. I was stressing that. Um, I also when I was in like grade three or grade four or mm. five or something like those early like, you yeah. know, uh, public school days, um. I they we did this whole in music class we did this whole unit on composers right so oh, we cool. did like Bach and Beethoven and Mozart and stuff mm-hmm. like that those are the, th- those are the sort of the main three that I remember I'm sure there were others sure um, but yeah like sort of that era you know like a over the course of like 150 years who these composers were and um, and I. And at the time they showed us a movie, they showed us a movie like Amadeus. Um, mm-hmm. And I couldn't remember who it was about. I couldn't remember what one it was. I'm pretty sure it wasn't about Beethoven, although I would love to see a really great biopic about Beethoven and mm. him going deaf and right. like sawing the legs off his piano. And like that would all be that would be really cool to me. And I'm I'm because it would be so cool. That's why I'm pretty sure I haven't seen one. Um, but I was wondering, I'm like, oh, could it be, is it, is it Amadeus? Is this the movie they showed us when, Mm. when I was a kid in school? Mm. And so I sat down to watch it with sort of that query in mind. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then like two minutes in when he's like slit his own throat and there's 
there's like the bare asses of strange men. I was like, okay, I I don't think this was it. I'm going to go out on a limb and say it wasn't. Um, so then I did a quick Google search and I'm pretty sure it was like, uh, my name is Bach or something. Like I think oh, cool. there was a, there's a different, you know, so anyways. Mm. Um, so then we sat down to watch it. And didn't shut it, like watched the full thing, just sat and watched it. Oh, like, I was oh, like in one sitting. In one sitting, because I was like, I just couldn't, you know, it, it didn't feel like a three hour movie. No. I was like, this is so good. Mm-hmm. And yeah. just kept watching and kept watching and kept watching. Yep. Um, so before we press on, all I'm going to say. Sure. I thoroughly enjoy this movie. Sure. Um, it's it's good. <laughs> um, I do have some criticisms. Okay. And I think they're fairly serious criticisms. Oh. Um, they're not they're not movie ruining criticisms, but they're definitely score affecting criticisms. Mm. Okay. Um, so, what do you? T- what about you? Tell me, like, what's what's sort of your initial going into it? What do you think of it? Stuff like that. Can I tell you a story, anecdotally, yeah. uh, going into this? I no, listened... no, one per pod, one per podcast. No, no, no. <laughs> no, speak up, speak up sooner next time, you jerk. <laughs> um, <laughs> we, I listen to like a lot of retro music, like specifically eighties music. I just get a hoot out uh, of it. I was... I was going to say, I don't think Mozart is considered <laughs> retro. I think it's a little bit uh, it's a little bit older than that. But yeah, yeah, okay. Tonight on the Classic Rewind, we're going to be listening to some Mozart. <laughs> we're going all the way back with Groovy <laughs> Gary tonight on the, yeah, yeah. Taking you back to prom. Yeah. Um, no, so I listened to a lot of 80s music, and there is this song from the 80s that I've heard so many times, and it's called... I googled it here. It's called Rock Me Amadeus. Yep. And I don't even know who, I can't even tell, let this Google search who sang it. It's not really important to the story, but I had always just seen this song from the 80s and I'm like, oh, it's obviously from the motion picture Amadeus, which is also from the 80s. Just because in my head, I'm like, (laughs) what are the odds that it's two separate things? And when I looked... Like when I started the film, I looked and it was from 1984. The film is from 1984. The song is from 1985. So they have nothing to do with each other. And the long and the short of it is, I honestly thought this was going to be a musical. (laughs) I (laughs) I I honestly thought like it was going to be a musical where like there'd be some like, you know, um, some story, some anecdotal stuff between characters, and then like someone would pop out of a closet, and there'd be like a musical number, and it would just be like I don't know, like a mixture of Mamma Mia and like Jesus Christ Superstar or something. Like I wasn't sure what to expect, <laughs> and I'm not right. I'm not disappointed, but it was just I was just a little thrown off that the song has nothing to do with the movie, uh, nothing to do with it. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, cool. ge- just generally in a nutshell, I also really enjoyed it. I, I had a, yeah. I have a lot of interesting interesting uh, takes. A, a young Jeffrey Jones playing the emperor. Is that what he oh. was a king? The you know, yeah. So Jeffrey Jones, of course, him? being 
What should I recognize? He's uh, he's the principal from Ferris Bueller. He oh, plays right. Winona Ryder's dad in Beetlejuice. Oh, right. Oh. Yeah. And his famous weird. line through and through this oh. movie is, mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, he, that's how he responds to everything, and it's so brilliant. He's just, you know, like he's just he's just taking everything in. Everyone will be talking, and someone will say something or give their opinion, and he he just looks at them and, mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah, it was so good. It was such a such a great. I don't know if that was like a choice he made or if it was in the script. Mm-hmm. Um, so really fun movie. I'm yeah. I'm a sucker for biopics. Sure. I, I I love biopics. Um fun way of telling the story that it's it's Antonio talking back through his life and through knowing Mozart. Yeah. Um Yeah, they they breeze through his childhood. They kind of talk about his childhood and some flashbacks. Um but then they do carry it through right right up until his death when he's 35. And so that's that was kind of cool. I, I, mm. Going into it, I wondered if we were going to get to see that. Mm. Um, so that's all neat. Um, there's a couple of spots where I feel like the film does me wrong. Oh. Um, you know, I... It's 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 three things really. So the first one is pretty minor, but I would have liked to have seen some further. Like aside from aside from Mozart's wife, sort of towards the end when she sees Salieri in the house, and obviously then is like you know there's all this tension from when she was like ready to sleep with him to further Amadeus's career mm-hmm. um which is like it's this inter- it, that was such an interesting scene to me um when she's first initially willing to do it because mm-hmm. she's like if you look at if you if you watch that scene with sort of a, an approach to the way things are culturally now you would think to yourself, what an awful wife. Hmm. She's just so quick to like jump in the mm-hmm. sheets with this other guy. And yeah. she she doesn't even seem that like upset about it. She's very seductive. She's very like, she's just ready to do this. Um, but then if you look at it through the lens of when it is um, and sort of what a wife's place in society would have been at the time culturally mm-hmm. it would have been simply to serve her husband hmm. as right. as head of the household as the man right um and so when you look at it through that lens you just you realize what a what a dedicated like what what a commentary on how dedicated she is but also like the the horribleness of the times right that yeah. That in order to best serve your husband, you will do this and you will let it eat at you and you will let it take you to the grave hmm. or you'll you'll take it to the grave with you. Um, but so anyways, the thing the thing that bothered me was not that scene at all. I thought it was a brilliant scene. Mm-hmm. Um, what bothered me was the fact that we don't like 
that there's there's never any backlash from that. Right. Amadeus never finds out. Wolfie, mm. Wolfie never finds out. Um, and and I think that that would have been some interesting tension, um, and and just sort of an interesting thing to explore. Hmm. Thing number two. Before actually, um, I, I I kind yep. of agree because even like the tension in that scene where he rings the bell and then and throws her out. Oh yeah, and throws her out, and it's just kind of this wow, like look at this woman who's thrown herself at me. I thought there would have just been even more backlash of the unfortunateness of the times where, like, everyone would have believed the male in this situation and she would have been ostracized and even punished. Yeah. You know, like, un- the unfortunate as the times are, I really thought that's where this this would go and it would kind of build more tension with that. And, and it, it would have been more, cool. It would have been cool to unpack that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, oh yeah, when he throws her out, like, immediately oh. I thought oh. to myself, you piece of shit. Right? You, right? This is clearly exactly what you wanted. Mm-hmm. Right? This is what you were hinting at. And, um, but he had, like, but he was, he was all talk. Because mm-hmm. wasn't, like, wasn't a plot point that, like, he, I'm pretty sure at this point, he's a virgin. Yeah, he kind of alludes he, to that. You know, in order, in order to, as soon as he thinks that God has given him this gift, mm-hmm. has has afforded him this opportunity, he talks about how you know he he did all the things the way that he was supposed to do. He he steered mm-hmm. clear of messing around with women. Right, right. And he hasn't been married, um, and so yeah, I I I think he's. I think that would have been. That would have been prom night for him had uh, <laughs> had he gone through with this. And so, so anyways, thing number two, there is I, some of the the um, the operas and and the uh, the vaudeville stuff and the the whatever that we see is a lot of fun. There's mm. a spot in like the beginning of the third act of this film or the end of the mm. second act. Where we just get like twenty solid minutes of it, mm. and it just drags a little bit. It it kind of the film quickly loses momentum for me for mm. a quick bit. Right, right. Um, and then we get it back. Like it it gets b- back again, but it was this kind of like, oh, okay. Well, this is, you know, okay. We get it. Like mm-hmm. they're writing them back and forth, and they're kind of having this own little battle. But I feel like you don't need to show us as much of it, <laughs> right. right? It kind of felt like the the Live Aid recreation at the end of Bohemian Rhapsody. It was right. like it's like the whole damn thing. This is like <laughs> right. this is a lot. Right. Um, finally, and Sorry, this is I, this is I, my. I, 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 yep. I just want to tap onto that too because I think I think I can relate to that, and I I think I want to speak for because I think Andrew when he kind of reached out to us, he he is like a classical music fan. And so I think probably what the where this film probably gets a bit into a bit of problems is it wants to run through the greatest hits of Mozart and how that reflects in his life in this kind of fictional biopic. So I totally get how they kind of have to or not even have to, but why they're using and using each piece and the depth that they're going into. 
but I think I can relate to because there were some pieces that I was familiar with that I was like, ooh, this is kind of fun to see it in this context. And then there were some pieces I was less familiar with where I was going, okay, yeah, like I maybe if the movie was 100% in length that it is right now, I maybe could have done with maybe like down to 90%, you know, just shaved a little bit off, kind of, sure. kind of trim the trim, fat. Yeah, trim the fat, kind of move things along a bit faster. So I think maybe that just speaks for you and I where maybe, you know, there's f- songs and pieces that we're familiar with that we're into, but it's not every single one that we were like, ooh, yeah, like let's let's get into it. So I think it could have mm. moved along a bit faster, but. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Final thing. And this the is this thing. is the, this one's pretty egregious. Oh, okay. If they, if their intent in this film was to go through the greatest hits of Mozart. Mm-hmm. I think they did a piss poor job. Okay. <laughs> there was the most there were so many songs, like the top 5 songs mm. that I think of when someone says Mozart. The sure. iconic Mozart songs. Songs that you know that you may not even know are Mozart. Right. right. Don't really make an appearance. Um, in fact, the most iconic Mozart song that is played mm. is played at the beginning by Antonio when he plays right. it for the priest and right. says, I, I didn't write that. That was Mozart. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Right. And aside from that, there are mm. so many great songs missing. Sure. We don't get, yeah, yep. he talks about, we see him writing and beginning the process for for. Uh, you know, the wedding of Figaro. Mm, right. But the most iconic songs mm-hmm. from that that opera, we don't see. Hmm. They never play them for us. That's and so true. there was so many songs. And you know what? Like, I understand, I understand that maybe there's a fear of cheapening the film by just playing all this stuff that everyone, you know, yeah. like... Playing all the greatest hits. Sure. However, you wouldn't you wouldn't make Walk the Line and not have Ring of Fire, right? Show up at some point. You sure. wouldn't do a you wouldn't do an Elvis biopic and not have Blue Suede Shoes at mm. some point in the film. Sure. You wouldn't do a a, a, a Nickelback, but bi- well, okay, you just wouldn't do a Nickelback biopic, <laughs> but. <laughs> Amen. But if but if you did, there'd be songs that that all you, would just, the same. you would just play. Yeah, and they'd all right? sound the you same. You wouldn't do it. Yeah. You wouldn't do a Green Day thing and and never mention the fact that they wrote the song "American Idiot," mm. right? Like it's it's just. And so to me, I think it would have been, I, I it would have elevated the film for me quite a bit had I gotten more of those iconic. Mozart pieces. Um, on the flip side, I got some, you know, I got exposed to a bunch of Mozart music that I'd never ever heard before. So that was mm. cool. Yep. Um, but I also was always waiting for something I recognized. And there was mm. very little of that. And I don't right. think, because I do, I listen to not like a lot of classical music, but I would say I'm fairly well-versed in a lot of classical music. Sure. Um, so I don't think, I don't think me not recognizing a lot of the songs was a commentary on me being 
you know, classically ignorant. I no, just no, think no, no. I think they picked some some very lesser known Mozart music to mm. showcase throughout the movie. And I you know That's what fair. and and I enjoyed the exposure to some new stuff. I yep. just think maybe there could have been a healthier balance. Right. Yeah. No, that's so, fair. Espe- especially because, like, he plays that song in the beginning on the piano for him, and he's <laughs> like, well, I, I didn't write that. So how cool would it have been? Like, it's cool the way the movie mm-hmm. ends yep. with him dying and all this stuff. But mm-hmm. how cool would it have been if the whole film was building up to the moment that he writes that? Or or hmm. if, if there is a big scene where we get to see the song again, but with Mozart directing hmm. it you know right so conducting it kind of so, like yeah, a very was, that, like a like a that, closing by return kind of thing yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 cool so i mean that's that's that is my biggest that's my biggest issue with this with this film is mm. that this film is is essentially this is an acdc movie where we never hear back in black <laughs> right and that's that's weird, right? Um, and and just loses a little bit of like energy, of of fun energy that it could have, if if it had leaned a little heavier into the music mm. that we all know. Yeah, I wonder if they were just shy from getting into those great, like the really biggest greatest hits. And I do think you're maybe onto something that maybe for the fans like you and me or others as well like uh maybe they just kind of missed out on an opportunity i think so yeah 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 i hear you so um cool i yeah i don't think i have as many like i know you don't have beefs with the film as far as like you enjoyed it i think i just generally was more taken back by the film because i too was kind of looking at the scream time yeah like uh, a three-hour movie is fine. A long movie is fine, but you need to earn that. You need to to need that amount of time. Don't give me a four-hour Cats movie. <laughs> give me right. Give me a four-hour Lord of the Rings movie. Right. Preach. Keep me. Yeah. Keep me going with it. Hmm. Um. So yeah, I think I think it did definitely earned. Um. Like I, it earned my attention, and I think like I said before, like maybe if what we saw was 100%. Maybe if it had been trimmed down a little bit to like 90% of length, uh, there were some, some spots that I think it could have moved a bit faster. Um, and I think the, the version I watched, I'm not sure if that's the only version out, but it, it said director's cut. So maybe I would have just been yeah. fine with like a theatrical version. Maybe that's, maybe that would have been fine. Yeah. yeah I also saw the director's cut. Um, but I, I also don't know because the director's cut was the length of, like, if I just Google mm. Amadeus runtime, mm. the, the thing that comes up is the runtime. Oh, like, it doesn't sure. say director's cut, but yeah. it's the same runtime. Sure. And so, I yeah, I don't know. Sure. Maybe it's just the theatrical cut and then director's cut. Maybe they never released the theatrical cut on mm. home video. I have no idea. Who knows? But yeah, I, I ultimately really enjoyed it. Um, I loved, I loved just the 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 type of narrative they decided to have that it was told through one individual who happened to be jealous and upset, but it was told through one individual's eyes, and it was just a film that it really kind of made me think throughout throughout the film and then afterwards, 
just because throughout the whole film, like Mozart has this really annoying laugh. And when you think about it, it's like, okay, but wait, this is told through like Antonio's memory and perspective. So maybe, maybe in this room at that dinner party, like maybe his laugh wasn't that obnoxious. It was just Antonio's perception of him. So all these kind of interesting mm. layers that you kind of get from the narrative they decided to have, I, I really enjoyed and it really helped add to my enjoyment. Um, and the ending was really cool. I, I, there was something about just Mozart's laughter in the end credits and Antonio still being like so just disdained and upset about his lot in life being mediocre and getting wheeled through the hospital. There was something about it. And then also just literally on his deathbed, Mozart like asking for like a bit of a pre pre payment on on his work just because he's broke and literally just gets dumped in a mass grave because he's he's dirt poor. Like all these kind of things just kind of. You know, it, it's it is a movie that's gosh over thirty five years old now, but um, it, yeah, there could be improvements definitely. But for the time and the era that it was made in, I think it was really done well, and for me, it, it came together well. Um, so can so, you can you oh, shed yeah. some light on yeah, the yeah. ending for me? Because sure, I, I might not I know. I felt it. sorry. I like I'm I might be as in, I might be as in the dark as you are, but I will try. Okay, it it just it felt very abrupt the ending. Mm, okay, and I didn't. Yeah, like I didn't understand. I assumed it was going to end with Antonio dying because I I thought oh, that's what was happening the whole time. Sure. Yeah. Um, that he's kind of on his deathbed telling this story. Well, um, because he like the the priest does come, and honestly, throughout this whole story, the priest isn't like, "Hey, man, like my shift ended two hours ago." Like he's just he stays there all night. Yeah, like, um, but then he, yeah, he gets like wheeled through this, <laughs> this not just hospital. It's like a, it's an insane asylum. Mm-hmm. It's 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 like bedlam, and there's yeah. there's people chained to the wall and lying naked in a cage on the floor, and like, and I just didn't understand. And then he's saying something to them, and I can't remember what he's saying, but he's like, I I think he's he said, like, I absolve you. Yes, I absolve you. And I'm like, what 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 is happening? What is going on? And so I just the ending didn't make a lot of sense to me, which was really disappointing because I enjoyed everything up until literally like the last 45 seconds and then I was like this is abrupt and I don't get what they're trying to tell me. Mm. I so I think I would I, I think you make an interesting point that is probably a little accurate that it is quite abrupt like it what happens to kind of wrap up the film isn't of any significance. Like, it's not like you said, hey, it's building up to his story leading up to then us panning to Mozart playing that song that he just said, hey, you know, I played it on the piano and I didn't write this, Mozart did. Like, there wasn't anything significant. It was literally some healthcare worker at this healthcare facility that mistreats people. He was coming in and said, like, excuse me, sir, it's time for your, I forget what he said, like, it was like meal time or bath time or something. So it was literally just something incidental that it was like time to leave. And I think it was just to emphasize the point more that Antonio felt like he was just mediocre that God was punishing him uh, by being mediocre and it, like he killed Mozart and it rubbed him in his face and he was just really, he being Antonio was just really leaning into that. 
in his remaining life that he had hung on to that bitter pill for the last 30 years and he's living he's living that that label that he's given himself i think that's all i think that's the significance of the ending what brought it about was kind of random alternate theory okay i'm here I'm, i'm listening i like those things they had a big lengthy like rich ending planned okay and then the director was like Good Lord, we're at three hours. Okay, let's just, <laughs> let's, um, I don't know, Mozart dies and, and, and I don't know, it, maybe yeah, roll the credits. Maybe the, all the, the songs that you, we wanted, or mainly you kind of made the point of, like that were missed in this film, maybe they were all going to be in the finale. And then, like he said, he yeah. ran out of time and he's like, ah, oh, crap. Well, no one will notice that. Can you imagine? Like, I would have been okay with that, too. Even right at the end, if you'd given me, like, a a three-minute montage thrown together of Mozart conducting his biggest hits. Mm. Right? Kind of looking it, like, back on his life. And it could be, like, literally, like, a, a epiphany or, like, a, a, a vision that Antonio's having just for, like, one more rubbing it in his face that he wasn't Mozart and just kind of have it kind of, like, kind of riding yeah. into the the hallway or the sunset or whatever you'd call it because he he does like as much as he hates the guy yeah he has a world of admiration for him well like, and that's he, the he thing does like every over and concert. over yeah yeah exactly every like, concert every he concert. was like the guy was like you know, I don't know was it terrible and he goes it was brilliant it yeah. was yes it was awe-inspiring it was impossibly good yeah he never, yeah. sh- he sh- never shied away. Like he was blatantly honest about how amazing it was, but just his distaste for the person. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't hate Mozart because Mozart was was unfairly being given opportunities that Antonio wasn't. Antonio hated Mozart because Mozart was just better than him. Yeah, he was. Yeah. He was just better. So, um, like the moment when when Mozart's wife does show up and she's got that that sort of folder of originals. Right. Yeah. And the moment when like I, and I, at first he's like these are originals. These are originals mm-hmm. and I couldn't figure out I couldn't figure out exactly why he was saying that. I had a hunch that it was like his plan to destroy them. That yeah, it was that's his what plan I was, Yeah. To be like, what, you've you've just brought me copies of something that there is no other copy of. Like, mm-hmm. if I destroy these, these are gone. But no, it was the fact that there was no editing. There mm-hmm. was no corrections made. There was no yep. notes. There was no. It was. He just sat down and wrote this, and it's it's again too good. Mm-hmm. It's not just that it's yeah. good. It's yeah. it's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Um, real quick, I I did find. Did you find Antonio relatable at all? Just as a human being, because I I feel like we all can a little bit, and I think that's what why he won an Oscar and why he brought it to life. Because like he brings jealousy, uh, and just even being too hard on ourselves. Like we can all be super critical. Like when you when you just evaluate, like just take a step back. We're like only one person was Mozart. You were still like an accomplished 
human being and you were just so focused on on how much better Mozart was that you forgot that you just I think there's just some elements of the humanity that Antonio and the actor that portrayed Antonio he brought out that I think we can all kind of relate to to some degree I mean he definitely crossed the line and then at that point I think it it becomes less of an intellectual study of like oh yeah I can relate to this and going okay yeah he's definitely in the wrong he should not be doing what he's doing he needs to chill out but I thought there was just something interesting with that Uh, I mean I've yeah, I've I've always been jealous of Mozart, so that's <laughs> um, so yeah. I mean, it was a hard it was a hard role to watch because I was like, <laughs> my God, that's me. And um, <laughs> but you know, but it was also it was also a journey of growth for me. I think. So. I'm glad. You know, if you don't grow, you know, you have to grow. You just have to. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, do you have anything else? I'm just going to quickly wrap up by saying a few themes that Andrew brought up that, um, A, great movie, and when I bring up these things, I think it reflects both how interesting of a movie it is and just, like, it's interesting that Andrew kind of picked this out from the movie. So uh, it, it, there's some themes of unfathomable, unf- it's a hard word to say, unfathomable genius. Um, rivalry, betrayed faith, which we we didn't really hit on directly, but just uh, Antonio like dedicating his life to God, and then him perceiving that like God was mocking him, and just all that kind of back and forthness that went on, and the crazy things he did with that mindset. Um, the classical music we we hit on was good, could have maybe been better, but was still good. Um, and it was, it was, I do have to admit, just the historical fiction component was very cool. Just, um, there's obviously a lot of liberties that they took, and it was a fictional story, but it was still kind of cool based on some truths to my brief Wikipedia, not like reading. So, um, yeah, very, very interesting view. Okay. Zero to ten, sir. All right. What do you I, think? What do you I think of Amadeus? This, I... So I'll say this, I will probably never watch it again, or if I do, I would need a few years to kind of let it breathe, because it's not the not the type of film that I would just kind of finish watching it and just, like, hit start over again, like, say, Titanic or The Great Gatsby or something like that. It's not in that higher echelon for me, but it was still a very good film. So I gave it an 8.3 out of 10. So if I had seen this in theaters, I would have been more than content paying the money to do so. And on Marshall scale, I gave it very close. I gave it an 8 out of 10. So regardless, 8, 8.3, pretty pretty respectable score. And and what is Marshall scale? Uh, Yes, Marshall scale is a more, like, I guess you'd say... It's a more objective, reasonable scale that's out of 10 versus a bit more of a hodgepodge one that I use that really only makes sense to me. So it's kind of like a balancing right. act. So Mar- Marshall is, is sort of a regular fixture <laughs> you could on say our that. show now. You could say that. Yeah. And he has a scale that's a little more, I would say, in line with most people's scale. Yeah, you're um, not wrong. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. What would you give it out of 10? Uh, I give it an 8. Oh, okay. Cool. And the only reason I don't give it like a 9.5 is because of the fact that I feel like 
the opening three minutes of Mrs. Doubtfire do a better job of showcasing classical Mozart music oh, 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 man. Than, than a movie about Mozart's classical music. Right. Um, <laughs> okay. That's... Which is a shame. I mean... But I, but I do, in some ways, I do genuinely feel that way. I mean, um, okay, I get your critique, but that is also pretty harsh. <laughs> that's, I'm okay. I'm okay with that. I'm okay. Uh, yeah, and I mean, I'm I'm probably not going to watch it again anytime soon. Sure. I feel like I would need someone to show it to. Yeah, I would oh, need for sure. To, yep. It would need to be movie night, and I would need to be like, hey, you know what? These people would like this movie. This is this is up their alley, um, you know. But yeah, I'm probably not going to sit down and and just watch it again myself at least anytime soon. Right, right. So no, that's fair. Uh, speaking of Andrew, <laughs> you know the guy that recommended Amadeus to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the part of the show where normally I would say, "Hey, Pete." What'd you watch this week? But I'm not mm. going to do that. Okay. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to hand things over to our friend, Andrew. Hi, guys. My name is Andrew. I'm in Jakarta, Indonesia. For Amadeus, I would rate it as 9 out of 10. Yes, I love this film. It is one of my absolute favorite films of all time. And this week, I watched The Father. I have a granddad who has dementia, so it gives an interesting insight to what he's been experiencing. Otherwise, he's healthy, so everything is all right. What have you been watching? Okay, yeah, so I Andrew likes this movie. That's um, <laughs> Which is good, because you know what? If Andrew had said, like, <laughs> I give this film a 2 out of 10, <laughs> right. then I would have said, what the hell, Andrew? <laughs> then why? Then why <laughs> recommend that to us? But no, no, that's that's fair. Yeah. I haven't seen I haven't seen um I haven't seen any new. I was going to I was going to say I haven't seen mm-hmm. Father, but I haven't seen It's been a long time since I've seen a new Robert De Niro movie. So maybe I should get Rob- on that. Robert De Niro. Isn't he in Father? No, um Oh, uh Anthony Hopkins. Why am I saying Robert De Niro? Anthony, I was picturing I mean, Anthony Hopkins. They're starchy all, like, old guy. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, but I was going to say, yeah, they're like they're in the same generation. It's easy to it was, it was crossed wires. I was I was yeah, picturing yeah. Anthony yeah, yeah. Hopkins yeah. and said Robert De Niro. Of course, uh, no, the yeah, same no, goes I, for both. Well, no, I mean, with the exception of like the Thor movies, I right? Guess, but, but like that's like a my, you know what I mean? Like it's a kind of a side role, like a yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, so answer the man's question. Okay, <laughs> I watched. Let me think. Uh, I feel like I watched one film that was from I think nineteen nineties. I I kind of went on the train of uh, watching an old Disney Plus movie that had like nostalgic factor, and I watched The Rescuers Down Under. And Ooh. yeah, it was. Uh, I think there, I think some people might relate to this. When I watched it on Disney Plus, there were a couple key scenes that I went I, and I raised an eyebrow and I went, "Wow, this was not on the, on the version that I watched as a kid." Because I think I must have had a version that was like VHS VHS off TV, so it was just like a 
uh, like a home copy, so to speak. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so they shortened it down to make room yeah, for commercials and stuff. Exactly. So there were a couple scenes where I'm like, wow, I don't remember this at all. And that obviously must be the answer. Anyway, it was a fun walk down memory lane. I'm, everyone has, when, when they use Disney+, Plus. there's all these... Movies and shows from yesteryear that you get a kick out of. So I'm not sure if it's the nostalgia solely or just that it's a solid film, but it was a solid view. I honestly, I'm, I'm going to get in specifics. I'm just, I gave it a seven out of ten. So that's kind of fun. I think to watch a cartoon like that to get a score, there's some nostalgia involved. But um, I think it was solid enough. Um, My favorite thing about watching old stuff on mm. Disney Plus is uh, like, especially stuff that I haven't seen. Like, I don't know, since the last time I saw it would have been on VHS. Mm. Um, I love sitting down watching it and being like, holy resolution. Like, right, right. I've like, yeah, yeah, yeah it's yeah. been a while since I've saw <laughs> since I saw Dumbo, but I've never seen Dumbo this crisp. Good, good God. <laughs> yeah. So that's for me, that's one of the fun parts about Disney Plus. Mm-hmm. Oh, 100 percent. I watched another three-hour film, actually. I watched... Wow. Yeah. I watched a war drama called The Hidden Life. It's from 2019. It's about someone who was like a conscientious objector in Austria during World War II. It's one of those films that it's definitely more serious, like a very somber tone. But it was very interesting, very worth watching. Um, it's, It's one of those things that if you're into that kind of historical... Uh, film, then it's check out the trailer. You might like it. I, I probably would is, never watch it again. Is Andrew Garfield in this one as well? No, he is not. No, different, different conscientious. Different, Conscien- different. <laughs> Good Lord. You know what I mean. I know what you mean. Um, but it was definitely, it was another eight out of 10. I'm getting into specifics here, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a long film worth watching if, if you're into that kind of more serious tone of a film. Cool. The last, the last thing I've watched is mm-hmm. something. Everyone and their dog. Um, actually, I'm not going to say that because some people probably don't like it. But a lot of our Patreon supporters have, like it. They've brought it up before when uh, we've done vote suggestions for various years. And I'm so I, curious. I assure you, it is coming. It will come. Its day is not on the calendar yet, but it is to come. I what watched. Is it? <laughs> I watched the first Lord of the Rings. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. And um, speaking of resolution, is it, is it coming? Are we? Oh, are yeah. we? Are we gonna do it? We will do it. I'm okay. having. I'm having one doozy of a time scoring it after I watched it. Like just recently, this Christmas, man. <laughs> Christmas 2024. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to just score it just without getting nostal- having nostalgia get in the way. Speaking of resolution, and then I'll pass the baton back to you. Just, I unfortunately had to watch it in two spouts. I mean, the extended version is three hours, so sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. But I watched the first half in like a high, like HD 4K. And then just with the second half where we were watching it, it was during the day, so we had to watch it like in a different room that was darker. So we ended up just watching it on plain old DVD. And <laughs> Oof. just the thing with technology, I'll tell you, I'll be the old man in the room. 
when you watch a new technology, you always like scoff at it and you go, oh, 4K, this isn't that, but I'm paying extra money for this 4K. Give me the 3K and I'll be just as happy. And then you go back a step, or in this case, a couple steps to DVD and you go, oh yeah, there it is. There it is. I was, I was wrong. 4K yeah. is the step up. I was wrong. It, especially on the size of the screens that we're using now. It's, well, it's a lot the more that's the evident. Thing. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, those are the films I, I, I mean, watched. I've, I think you made yourself the old man in the room by saying the words 3K. <laughs> right. Not, not, um, uh, not a thing. But um, Cool. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So what did you watch this week? Uh, nothing. <laughs> like I said, you, it's been like 4 a.m. mornings. And I, like, that is respectable. Or 4 a.m. nights, I guess. Anyways, the next uh, time you ask me that question, yeah. though, not only will mornings, I have an I answer for you. Yeah. yeah. Not only will I have an answer for you, I'm pretty sure I will have an answer for you that will fill the void of uh, <laughs> recommendation that you need to watch next. All so right. it's, a, it's a movie that I'm not only excited to watch, I'm anticipating thoroughly enjoying. Huh. So, and, and needing to recommend after. Now you've wet my appetite, so I look forward to yeah, that. Yeah, well, as as should be wetted. <laughs> Wettened? Mm. W- w- yeah. Uh, Anyways, wrap this up. Sure. Well, first and foremost, thank you again. To all our Patreon supporters for supporting us, thank you again to Andrew who won this contest, and thank you for suggesting this movie. It was a lot of fun to watch and review. Um, speaking of contests, we have an existing Patreon contest going, where you either Good have Lord. to <laughs> you either have to just be a Patreon member or join our Patreon, or alternatively, if you send us a voice clip uh, like Andrew did of what you watched that week and um, who you are, where you're from, and ask us what we watch. You can be entered into this contest, and the contest is giving away three $10 gift cards. Um, They're iTunes gift cards, but we're very flexible, so if you win and we say, hey, you've won, and you say, I don't, I hate iTunes, I would rather have a McDonald's gift card, I'd rather have a Google Play gift card, we are so flexible, do not let the iTunes component be a hiccup for you. Regardless, we are giving away three three gift cards, and... uh, Probably at some point in early to mid-May we'll do the draw, so we'll give some time for people to to kind of uh, join if they haven't done so already or enter if they haven't done so already. But Yeah, exactly. Regardless, normal housekeeping, yeah. please like, follow, subscribe on all the links below. Rate and review us <laughs> Rate and review us positively wherever you're listening to this podcast. And, um, yeah, we really appreciate hearing any feedback. So if you have any comments, we love hearing from you. And um, it, w- when we took a week off, I feel like I've forgotten. Is that all the housekeeping we have to do? I think that's. It. I don't know. I I, go- I I don't know. But I we should never take a week off again. I guess. <laughs> that's 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 what that tells me. Okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.